Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. I want to talk today about the thrill, like that high that we get when we're buying something on sale. It's one of those popular concepts or ideas that's actually backed by scientific evidence. This is so cool to me. Like I am so excited about this topic today, so let's get into it. It has been proven that shopping releases the same chemicals in our bodies that we get when we exercise or when we have a glass of wine or when we smell cookies baking in the oven because it releases dopamine, which is the chemical in our brains that makes us feel good. In general, dopamine receptors are activated when you experience something new or exciting or challenging. So this could range from like eating something delicious like a bowl of ice cream to winning a competitive game of Uno with your family. Dopamine helps to control the brain's reward and pleasure centers. It enables us to not only see rewards, but to take action to move towards them. So you can see how dopamine can get released when we buy ourselves something, right? It's like you get this little rush. And dopamine doesn't just get released when we actually buy something. It can come even before you make a purchase because you're getting excited about all the possibilities of, of making the purchase. And you don't even need to honestly buy anything. If you're, even if you're just browsing or scrolling online or like window shopping, you still get the same release of dopamine. It's the anticipation of the possibility of a reward or a treat that releases the dopamine. For me, even just the act of physically walking into my local Target, like walking through the parking lot, makes me excited. That is my dopamine release, which I think it seems silly, right? But I think it's normal. Feeling good, well-being, I guess, begins when we start to think about the experience and we start to look forward to it. Dopamine also increases our desire to continue to seek out things that make us feel good, which is why we call it a shopper's high and retail therapy. Therapy meaning it's supposed to be supportive and comforting to us, essentially, right? And at the same time, this is exactly why we need to be careful with it because it can be just as addictive as other behaviors, like the rush that can come from having a few drinks or gambling, right? Because oftentimes afterwards, we might feel guilt from indulging and we then need to have more of it to get that high again, to come off of the low and to get that high. And buying something on sale gives us an even bigger high. When we get something for less than the original price, we feel like we're winning at shopping. And this is when the dopamine really spikes, when you get an unexpected benefit, right? Say you walk into Target, right? And you're only needing one or two items, but you're feeling tired and run down and stressed like many moms a lot of the time. And you wander into the athleisure section. And then you see the sale rack, which is probably my absolute favorite place at Target. The first thing I do when I see a sale rack is I look through the items first, right? To see if there's anything I'm sort of interested in. And before I even take one that I'm semi-interested in off the rack, I look at the price tag. 
So that so- shows you how tuned in I am to original price versus sale, right? So say you see this cute, whatever, zip up hoodie sweatshirt with the thumb holes, which is my absolute favorite. And you see that the original price was $45, but now it's marked down to 20. For me, that's like heaven. I had no intention of buying this when I walked into the store. And I think this is so common. When it comes to sales, most of our decisions to buy something are made impulsively. The instant we decide to buy, we feel good. And then there's this like rush of positive emotion. Think about Black Friday for a minute. Maybe not what Black Friday is now since everyone shops online, but what Black Friday used to be, like what we would see on the news. We think of these crazy crowds, right? Like people elbowing each other and getting in fights to get that like last TV at Best Buy at 3 a.m. The body's autonomic nervous system, which is what triggers the fight or flight response, reflexively takes control of some of our organs, which creates a heightened response in the body, similar to the one that early humans had when encountering predators. The fear of missing out on a purchase, which I'm going to get into more in a minute, can switch us into competitive mode, which makes it difficult to control the impulse to buy something that could be bought by somebody else first. This physiological arousal was designed to protect us from saber-toothed tigers, not other shoppers. Clearance merchandise and massively discounted bargain items are presented in stores in a way that tap into this primary psychological impulse. And there's strategies to this. So what are some of those like psychological ways that sales get us? I'm going to talk about five here. The first, like I just mentioned, is fear of missing out. And oftentimes this is subconscious, which then kind of enhances the emotional response, I think. Here's an example of how this works. You know how when you shop online, a lot of the time the website will say exactly how many of those items are left at that particular price? Amazon does this all the time. You can literally see the item selling out in front of your own eyes and you have no idea who else is considering purchasing that item. It induces like a level of like scarcity and anxiety in us that we may not get that item, right? Same goes for the clearance rack. Clearance in and of itself means that once something is sold, our opportunity to buy is gone. The store is literally trying to get rid of things. So once it's gone, it's gone. We can't get that specific item anymore. It reduces opportunities and it reduces our flexibility and it kind of makes us in a way, you know, I go to back to scarcity. It makes us feel like backed into a corner, right? Which creates anxiety and fear. And this fear of missing out leads me to the next way that sales get us, which is competition. Of course, right? The fear is heightened when we now know that we're competing with others to get that item. Now it becomes a game that we absolutely have to win. And sometimes the desire to win becomes more important than the actual item itself. Again, think about the Black Friday image that I just talked about. Crowds increase emotions and competition can reduce our ability to think carefully about the true value of what we're buying. And having a time limit on sales also increases this feeling of competition. So again, Black Friday, like sometimes you only get the 50% off candles sale at Bath and Body Works for like three or four hours or something. In which case there's like this massive rush to go into the store to get the candles because you do not want to miss out on a sale, right? It seems so silly when we think about it like this, but our brains are like 
crazy sometimes <laughs> when, we, when we get emotional. Sales also get us by this concept of assumed value. We rely on the price charged for an item in order to understand its value. Most people don't really understand why one pair of shoes might cost $80 and another pair of shoes might cost $300. So we rely on the price as a measure of quality and style. This explains why the $300 shoes that are on sale at 50% off and now are on sale for $150 seems like a much better deal than the $80 full price shoes that we might use more often, right? And this is 100% accurate as to why I've had a pair of, of sparkly P448 sneakers sitting in my closet that I got at Nordstrom Rack for 50% off that I still have the tags on. I couldn't resist the deal at the time. But also, have I worn them? No. So it was still money out of my pocket that I didn't intend to spend and still haven't really gotten anything out of it, right? Okay, so number four, sales shift our focus towards what we're saving, not what we're spending. You don't have to look any further than your receipt to see this. Oftentimes, receipts will highlight in very big and bold lettering at the top what you've saved on that shopping trip. And in you know much smaller writing at the bottom is what you actually spent. So it's so easy to get carried away on the dollars going out, right, versus what you actually saved because we love the idea of, of saving. The tag that's still on those P448 shoes that I was just talking about does exactly this. It highlights in large font that I saved 49%, so I can now go home and brag about how much I saved. This is a psychological strategy that stores use to just shift the focus away from what you're actually spending. But at the end of the day, I still spent $150, right? doesn't matter if I save 49%. (laughs) And finally, sales will capitalize on the time investment. So shopping sales can often take time and can also be an emotional process. Oftentimes, shoppers will feel pressure to make good on that investment by not leaving empty-handed. So finding something, literally anything, can feel like you're winning a scavenger hunt and you can't leave without a prize. I know I do this a lot. I feel like if I've made the effort to go into a store, to think about it, to search the sale rack, I'm coming home with something and I don't care what it is. But the thing about sales is, if we don't need the item to begin with, does it even matter, right? So this all goes back to intention. Sales entice us to buy things just because we want the thrill of getting the deal, not because the item is actually satisfying to us. And if it is, it's likely short-term satisfaction because we didn't know we needed the item until right before we bought it anyway. It's not like we've been thinking about it. It's not premeditated. It's like the item itself becomes less important and the, and the emotional desire to feel good is what we're actually going for. So fascinating, right? I am by no means saying any of this is bad because I'm still going to be lured into the stores with 60 to 70% off signs on the windows. But I am going to be more aware of what's going on, both from a marketing and business perspective from the store's end and also in my own brain, right? I'm going to try something new, a little experiment for the next couple of weeks and see how it goes. I'm going to check the price tag last when I'm in a store and I'm shopping. In an effort to try to lessen that urge that I get to spend on an item just because it's on sale. If I like the item and I need it, cool, like more power to me. 
But doing it this way, like maybe I can learn to be a little bit more intentional with where my dollars go. I'll report back to you guys, okay? (laughs) Thank you so much for listening today. (laughs) If you liked this episode, feel free to share it with a friend. And if you want to connect with me or send me a message, you can find me on Instagram at Money Isn't Scary. And you can also join my Facebook group, The Mindful Money Mamas. Thank you guys so much. This was such a fun episode. I did a lot of research, which was like time consuming, but a lot of fun for me. So I was happy to do it. Thank you guys again. I'll talk to you next time.